let's get maybe New Year's Eve 2024 on the books. Sorry, we can make that happen. I'm booked out. Sorry. 2025, <laughs> I might have something available, though. Bryce is all, all major holidays. Bryce actually books up about 18 Seven. to 24 months in advance. <laughs> oh, well, is that dude like nine now? Probably. No, he's like 12 or 13, 14, 12. He's like older, I think. I think he's probably like, yeah, like what did I say? Nine or 10? Yeah, 10 maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Can we talk in class? Like he's class of 38. Why does that help? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Another episode of Voting in the Majority coming at you. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Michael Gutierrez and Bryce Mulder. Michael, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Uh, I thought that we got got a wild episode on uh, on Wednesday, so I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm. Uh, it's really good to see you guys too. We didn't almost didn't think we were going to make this happen. We were bumping up against some time constraints. We all, you know, aligned our schedules, prioritized Survivor as everyone should be doing in their lives, and we made it happen. So I'm excited to be 23rd here. The 23rd hour, some may in say. In the 23rd hour. Yeah. Bryce, how, how's your weekend been? Uh, um, It's been good. You know, I'm just L I V I N, living, baby. All, all you can ask for, nothing else going on in, in the Mulder household, watching some reruns of Survivor and all. You're watching reruns. What are you, are you watching an older season? Well, I watched, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest here. I, I rewatched this episode and mm-hmm. then Paramount has live TV and they have a Survivor channel. channel. So sometimes they just run Survivor seasons like all oh, the way cool. through and you can watch the whole thing. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but they were they were running Cook Island. So I, you know, I stopped by for a little bit, watched an episode or two. Oh, wow. had myself a nice little Saturday. That's special. That's a really cool thing to know, too. I had no idea they had that. Do you do and they you don't have to like, work like one day is one whole season, like from midnight to midnight? You just they just continually run them like all the way through to the reunion and then on to the next season and wow. then on to the next season. So, like, wow. you can't really pick your season, you just and that's the beauty of it. You just jump mm-hmm. in and you're just watching Survivor, baby. It's and like Friends they... or The Office, you know, you're just jumping in yeah. somewhere. They're already always in chronological order. It's season two ends, then season three starts. And yeah, then... yeah, that's so just much goes. fun. Smart move. So check it out yeah. sometimes. If you have a 48-hour flu and that's the only channel you can watch, 72-hour mm-hmm. flu, what season are you hoping it starts with so that you can watch like the next five or six seasons oh, in a row? Easy. 15 probably. Mm, I was gonna even say 13. 13, 14, 15, 16. I think 16, getting 20, so. getting 20 in there would be really <clears throat> an 20. ultimate way to get over that flu. Yeah, that's my 20, that my 20 finishing on 20 would be really fun. Yeah, but because I could I could see someone saying like 25 through 30, maybe that I was going to go 26 through 31. Also, start starting with, Cock- with Cock- mm-hmm. and ending with Jeremy. Yeah, that I was trying. That would be good. Get what about like 30, 32, 34 or 31, 33, 31, 33, 34. That's not bad. It'd be and then oh you couldn't get Tony in at the front so yeah you could get a couple good ones in there yeah maybe you call in sick to work the next day so you can squeeze out Tony twenty eight all the way to 
yeah yeah just the first the first two episodes of tony 2034 yeah exactly um okay well this episode as we yeah as you said michael a lot a lot happened i was reading through my notes and i was just god shaking my head over and over it was just mm, i have to maybe i should you know put my hand up take some blame for this i last week resolutely declared emily my winner's pick and she just turned around and went home this week so i may i might need to share some of the blame on this one guys i do apologize but emily's gone and it is it was a sad sad day for me at least watching the episode she came in um really wanting to target all over her in every way shape or form uh she 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 knew that she wanted the hardest route because as soon as she came back from tribal she was gassing that move up and I think mm. survive. That's probably why Survivor was giving us so much Emily pulling off the move content in the episode before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. But wow, like she was. Yeah, and everyone seemed to respect it, but it was obviously you know Julie had her shit. They and they all had their shit. Honestly, I think we're all better that Emily's gone now. I think we can all agree <laughs> that no one was a big Emily fan here. She it was just. Loud mouth the whole time. That's ended up being her downfall. Um, but yeah, I think. What I think there are some people that liked Emily. No, Bryce is. Uh, he's changing his stance up after last week. Pretty, he's doing a one eighty real real fast oh. here. I took I took your stance last week, Michael. I was a big Emily <laughs> fan last week, just for one episode, just to help it all out. No, but I really think what what really needs to be brought up here. Sorry to change the subject a little bit. But that is the last remaining Lulu member. Is that correct? Correct. That is. And, I, and if I do remember also correctly, we had one very close member to the podcast predict that a Lulu member, Ooh. he would have his house or something like that on the fact that a Lulu member was going to win this season. And that's Joey Hewitt. So, Joey, I know you listened to the first 10 minutes of the pod, so I just want you to hear that. How to get out of the way. Can I'm I- going to... I'm going to try well, and give Joey some love later, but okay. But I just had to say that. So yeah, yeah Emily's gone. Honestly, um, I really did grow to like Emily. I think she, she did. She's a good player, but I think saying what she said at the start of the episode was her <sighs> downfall. Yep. And she's working with, the other thing is she's working with people that are absolutely unwilling to be flexible, which is a very old, like it's just a, it's unique to see, I think in modern survivor. So it also, mm-hmm. she's just playing with a Reba before that thinks they're, you know, God's gift. <clears throat> but are yeah, they kind I'm, of annoying you guys? Yeah, they're getting to me. They are certainly getting to me. Um, I think it has to do with how much I love the, you know, past groups of four and how much better I think those groups were than than these ones. I think, but yeah, they're just kind of cocky, man. It's like if watching cook islands back it's like if if um parv and all them won like it's like watching them just dominate you know what i mean like it's not what is supposed to happen it's not the 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 group that you want it to happen to almost definitely i like i like them all individually i i like them all individually but they've just been they've been cocky they've been together too long i don't know it's something's something's yeah. not they are definitely rubbing me the wrong way i don't know if cocky's what i would say because yeah. it's not like they've been in the majority the entire time like they've kind of been moving and shaking a little bit yeah but and and i only say that because of what drew said last week with the 
the mafia boss thing and then julie just kind of flaunting this idol and stuff this week i'm just like julie my favorite moves here julie down the stretch has been i don't know why like everyone is talking on the island how much they love her and i'm sure she's awesome and like a wonderful person but that what i'm seeing from her on the screen and the way she's playing the game is just like bugging the hell out of me but i was gonna say about emily before we move off of her because that's what we started talking about her character arc just where she started to where she finished and like how she narrated that and like her personal enlightenment through it all, I think is probably the most compelling for me, at least of the new era of survivor. I can't think of anyone that's like changed and grown as much in as interesting of a way throughout the three or four weeks that they're on the Island. So I I've really, really enjoyed her for that. No, I think that's good. Harf. I think I, she grew so much. That first episode was rough, man. So tough, dude. That's like all time low stuff, Bryce. You were like, you were correct in like completely shitting on her. Yeah. And I think we all kind of took the piss out of her on that episode. But I mean, she, she was calling out Bruce, though, which, which no one hated necessarily. No, no <laughs> one hated. We didn't hate the message, the delivery needed some. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, Sabaya and, and Caleb are the biggest threats on the island. It's like, fam we don't even have a shelter built yet like calm down but now Mm. she's i think she got too comfortable with everyone she did such a good job she was able to make friends but then again yeah she got comfortable and said that but i also think that those first two those first um five to six days for that lulu tribe i mean they had they had four people to do everything and everyone else had six like they did not have Mm -hmm. any help from those two and that was a tough like it was just a tough start for all of them um I feel like that's just, yeah, luck of the draw. What were you going to say, Harf? I was going to say, just in regards to how Emily ended up going out and uh, coming back to camp and like spilling the beans and like bragging about that. One of my researchers I had looking at up some stuff about the episode found from her exit interview that she said that she was feeling kind of insecure with her game and felt that she needed to like kind of brag and like show off that she mm. belonged at the end of the game. She felt that she was watching the edit. Yeah, it was. She was watching the edit. It got in her head a little bit, and so she could have just held that information for like you know another six days, mm-hmm. whatever, until final tribal. Like, it would have been just as powerful. I think. I think people would yeah. have still recognized, in, even if they didn't know it right in the moment. So, yeah, it's a bummer. Um. So yeah, it is a bummer. Can I throw a hypothetical out at you? Yeah, please. Well, I guess it's not even hypothetical. It's just a, a question. We've now watch the whole season for the Lulu tribe who was the best player of Survivor and who would you if you could only have one Lulu member back no this is such a good question who would it be objectively Caleb is probably the best Survivor player on the season like he just gets it the dude just gets it but he played way too hard and like that makes him not a good Survivor player and I don't and I don't know that he would be able, he would be an effective person to come back and play again. Yeah, if everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. kind of knew that perspective on him. Um, I think Emily, dude, the way that she was listening to people and like laying out her plans, like if she can just like tweak this one little issue she had and come out and play a whole game, like she played like the middle part of this game. Mm-hmm. She's a baller. She's a baller. I'd also take I... Hannah, Hannah Rose any day of the week. I, I want her back really bad. <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm honestly sad. I think Sabai could have been honestly a really, really good survivor player. Yeah, but um, I, I think Emily would go the far- furthest because I also think the the problem with Caleb is he's playing too hard. The problem with Emily is she was playing too hard, 
but she still lasted longer because she figured out a way to kind of move and shake. And I think she could do that again. So yeah, just sad, sad Lulu tribe. One of the worst ever, honestly, but they're all gone now. There yeah, that was a bad one. That'll, that'll have to be a postseason yeah. rundown. There have been some bad Absolutely. tribes. There have been. Well, since we talked about Lulu, we should talk about Bello. And I believe, Michael, you have a confessional about one of the former Bello members? <clears throat> um, I wouldn't even say about the, just specifically about Katura. Um, okay. I think that there was a time where some people on this podcast, and I should have said something. I should have stood up and I should have said, no, that's not true. But I didn't. I just kind of stood by and let it happen. Um, said that there were not enough people on this cast that went through adversity. Do you guys remember something like that? So I, Rings vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> clearly that's not true. So uh, Katura specifically, I'd like to give you a shout out. Um, that was fucked up. And uh, again, I shouldn't have let whoever said it, you know, do that. That was, yeah. yeah. So that I, I owe everyone an apology for that one. I don't Some think an apology. Adversity. I think Survivor. I mean, I guess Katura like could have told that story anytime she wanted on the season, and she felt comfortable telling it later on. But it's hard for us to know. We didn't get anything about Katura outside of the game, other than she's a lawyer and doesn't want anyone to know it, and then she hates Bruce. Like that's all I knew about Katura the first mm-hmm. eighteen days out here, pretty much. Is there more that we could have looked up as like about her backstory or the, well, I think that's one of the best, I think that's one of the best things about this podcast is the research we do is really on like a ad hominem basis, kind of whatever comes to us. We're just kind of, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say like probably pretty easy information to get a hold of. And uh, again, out of pocket comments back, I think it was maybe episode three or four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also just confirmed I was ad hominem's not the logical fallacy I meant. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. Um, but the point stands we don't like to look for too much information. We like yeah. to stay uneducated here. Um I feel like we should just assume though that anyone that's on Survivor has some sort of adversity. Like they're not casting your average bloke anymore. They're they're gonna have someone with a story. No? No, I think that's a fair assumption. We heard a few good ones, and by good, I mean like tragic one uh, ones this year. Tragic ones, man. Um, I love a right. good survivor story. They're all good. They're all great people and great characters, and that's why they're on the show. Let's. So you, we just jumped into Michael's confessional, skipping over the one big thing. Do you want to do my confessional and then the one big thing, or do we want to just bounce around a little bit? We're. Let's do the. Let's do one big thing. Let's bounce yeah. around. Okay, so. The the one big thing for the episode, it's, I don't know, for me personally, like when this was unfolding, it kind of felt like a slap in the face. Like I was like jaw on the floor. Julie still has Austin's idol. And not only does she still have it, but she's like belligerently not giving it back to him. Like she's very aggressively like, no, this is my idol. Now you let me have this for one immunity challenge, one tribal council. Like that means it's mine. It's in my possession. I am like, stunned i don't understand how this happened how did austin not get it back immediately after the thing um, do you guys have what are you how, where are your heads at when you were watching this so i want to confirm she was being that way about kind of this is my idol this is what i'm going to do with it to us during the confessionals correct or was she doing it to the to it she to his face? eventually yeah yeah eventually started saying it a little bit around the island 
I think. Oh, that she had her idol. Yes. Yeah. But it was mostly just to us of like, yeah, no, I'm not giving it back. I guess it's kind of one of those things where Survivor waits to tell us for so so that there's one thing that maybe we forget in the game and this one popped out at us. But for me, it just didn't seem like something like I feel like I would give that back right away, even as the person that received it. Is that stupid? Is that naive? Like, is that not what should happen? No, I, I don't think it's naive at all. Um, but I think it's a little bit because like they've discussed this idol as being like a tribe idol or this is our alliance's idol the whole time that she could kind of get away with it and be like, listen, this is an idol for everybody. Like, I don't know. Is, does that make sense? I kind of feel like that probably helped in the whole situation. That is probably true. Yeah, I'm guessing that's how it was framed. But if I'm Austin... I make sure to say like when I give it to her, you can have it through this vote because I'm worried about you for this vote. And then the Mm. second this vote is over, I go back and say, can I get my idol back? And if she doesn't like give it back immediately, like I'm calling her out. Like I'm saying something at tribal the next night, saying it in front of everyone. Like I let Julie have my idol for one vote and I told her for one vote and she's not giving it back. You guys can't trust her. Like she's like, I would make it a huge deal, even though that's Mm -hmm. blown up the Alliance. Like, Dude, you need those idols, like, and see what happened tonight or that that the next vote. Yeah, I I I think that you're exactly right, and this is what pisses us off so much about this alliance is that they're maintaining this really wild, like, utopian world, mm-hmm. and it's continuing to hold up, and it's continuing to hold up, and it's bending. We just saw it bend as far as it possibly could in the last fifteen minutes of this episode. Mm-hmm. And yet, that not no one, no one cares. No one cares. And so, wait, can we confirm what episode he gave it to her? Do we know? It was the know? episode where yeah. she went. They were split up by threes, and they didn't Groups know. If, if they oh, didn't so it's like were... an ep- two episodes ago, right? Like it was, it was recent. Yeah, that was at final nine. Yeah, and this episode okay. was final seven. So, and Austin hasn't said I have two idols since then, right? No. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out the. Yeah, no, he had. Okay. He he mentioned. Um, I believe at one point that Julie still had his idol or like something mm. in passing very briefly, maybe last episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, you got to get that idol back. That has to be in your hands. Like you're saying, Harf, like idols are so important at this point. Is it a chink in his armor? Like, are we less impressed with Austin's game now that he only has one idol? Like, does this hurt his chances to win the game? A hundred percent. Austin. And I mean, we, I guess we can talk about it now. He gave away the vote. He had something he wanted to get done and it didn't happen because he told someone on the other side, like he lost this vote tonight single-handedly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how Austin can win this game anymore. I don't it, also became, it also became very clear that he's not. Yeah. He's just a lot of his, a lot of the ways that he's looked positive in the past were just by happens chance. I think like, I don't think he's been yeah. locked in at all the entire time. Yeah, his strategy is all through Drew and Mama J. Like they run Andy, they run the strategy for the most and part. And even I, a little bit today, Katura, it seemed like, is the one who kind of put the idea into his head of like, it really is time for Mama J. Like mm-hmm. he, he went and talked to Drew about it because Katura told him about it. it mm-hmm. uh, when I was rewatching, I that sequence of events was like really stood out to me because like Austin didn't have this idea. Drew kind of already had the idea. But Katura is the one who got Austin like his wheels really turning on it. Yeah. And so then last question, 
does this hurt Mama J's chances to win the game? Because she took out Emily rather than taking out an alliance. Okay, I was going to... So I had a very similar thought. Does Mama J get any credit for this move at all? Because it's not even her idol. She didn't find it. She didn't... She just, you know, stole it out of mm-hmm. luck. And then she didn't make this move. Austin told D, and D told her. She'd had no... Uh, uh, involvement in getting the information mm-hmm. it just came to her and d told her to take emily out and she just followed d's plan she didn't do anything on her own it just kind of all happened for her which like her relationships that she had cultivated got her to this point but i'm a yeah. i'm a mama j hater so i'm trying to take her down a pig absolutely i understand that but i mean also she was the one that played the idol yeah d once again writing in her confessional though said play the idol play the damn idol mm-hmm. she was telling her to do it I'm and, just trying to talk shit. Fair enough. <laughs> well, also though, yeah. Well, let's let it be. Let's let it be because we're well, yeah. plenty of. Yeah, but in the middle of all this, while you know Drew and Mama J seem like they're on opposite ends, we got the lovebirds in the middle. I was gonna say that's a very important dynamic here too. They just share all the information. They are open books. I. Did this yeah. pick up really? Did this pick up really quickly, or is it just me? Like, I feel like they had dropped little Easter eggs, and now these guys are talking about finding their spouse. Little Easter eggs, and I think in the last couple days, like they've, like it's become unspokenly true between them. Like they've realized mm-hmm. it, and then when Austin said the one of my goals was to find the Boston Rob Amber connection thing, yeah. I mean, like when he said that, and she wasn't like, "You weirdo, don't say that to me." Then it was like, okay, now we're on the same page. Like, this is actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on that, oh. Harv? Well, that was actually my confessional. So I was going to, I was going to introduce it by, you know, really making sure the audience is clear where my, my mind is. And like, I understand the legacy and the history of Survivor. And when we look back and when America looks back, honestly, like I wasn't a Survivor fan in 2004, but Mm-hmm. Survivor All Stars like swept the nation. Boston mm-hmm. Rob and Amba swept the nation. They they were like the thing Huge, for a, yeah. a, for a little while there. And for Survivor to just willy nilly, just you know, season forty five, these random contestants no one's ever heard of, Austin and Di- what's her real name? Dian Dian Dianellis Dianellis. Like we don't oh, know who these people for, yeah. are. Her no. name's not even D. We we don't know who these people are. They're nobodies. <clears throat> and to compare them to the celebrities that are Boston <laughs> Rob and Amba yeah. is insulting. However, <laughs> oh God, no. I dude, I really loved it. It was really cute. I really uh, thought it I was, I think they're a cute couple. They're they're on the same wavelength that it got me kind of gooey emotional. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> I know you I was have it both ways. I was setting it up. I wanted people to understand the, that I know the gravity of the situation. I know what I'm saying, and I am staying it still because I think that they're cute and I want them to I hope they stick together after Survivor and give it a shot. I am yeah, that's where I'll leave it for now. I'll I have a couple more points on it, you know, later on in the episode, but Michael, thoughts? Yeah, I my thoughts about what Harf said or about them as a couple, both. A little bit of everything. I want to hear it all. Um, great confessional, Harv. Uh, what I will say is, the the absolute 
tenacity that was brought to the table from start to finish of season eight. Yeah. It's just, we're just, ta- it's just like the intensity. Like, this is a nice little couple that they met. They didn't forge a fucking path together. Like, I get mm-hmm. that, like, maybe that's, you know, the perception, but there was, there was a lot of moving and shaking, a lot of putting your ass on the line early in, yep. you know, episode five for this person. Yeah. You know, it's easy to hold hands in episode 11. It's tough to hold hands in episode five. And Ask, you're in the majority uh, alliance, too. Yeah. You know, Ask, um, like Boston, Robin Amber. Who who are we talking about, Michael? I just want to say that it just like how brave Candace and Adam were in season thirteen, similar bravery. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. So that couple is more legitimate. To, no, all right. That's yeah. too much, but. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I like all your points. I'm, I'm all for showmans. Trust me, I I'm the biggest Boston Rob and Amber lover you've ever seen. But do I like this one? Not a lot. Franny and what's his name? Matt? Yes. Yeah. Franny and Matt. I'm a little, I'm okay with them. I like them a little bit more, but this one just doesn't do it for me. So here's what I'm curious about though. Think about that. I thought that Franny and Matt is a very early on connection and each of them lasted until past this point in the game as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. So is this a giveaway that either D or Austin win this game? Matt was out like the first person at the merge. And I think yeah, Franny Matt was, was like nine. At, Franny at was the... seven or eight. Yeah, at this point too. But that's regardless. I don't Okay. No. Sorry. Fair. Do you think this gives it away? No. Um, oh, that they don't win? No, that they do win. Oh, they don't win. I'll put money on it. Right. So again, it sounds like it sounds like your money's a lot of places and <laughs> it's not I'm He's coming in a lot. It's like when you bet on red and black and, and blackjack, or not blackjack and roulette at the same time. You know, you're winning. You're coming up. And then green hits. <laughs> and then green hits. <laughs> that for Bryce, that would be like if, uh, if Drew Kachara wins. Won. Oh, so, Drew I've wins. been saying Drew. <laughs> Drew, Drew, Drew. I don't know. I, if Survivor really wanted to do it right, they should bring Michael on the show okay. to oh, do God. a little island showmance. I think I would watch that. I think America would watch <laughs> that. Uh, I don't know if that's uh should I should I have apply for Survivor and that be my only platform? Hundred percent. I'm here to find love, <laughs> not win Survivor. I think they're here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to winners of the week. We've got our outweigh, outplay, outlast awards to hand out. Let's uh, let's go in reverse order this time. Uh, outlast of the week. Bryce, do you know, do you remember who you have for Outlast of the Week? I, I believe it's Katura. It is Katura. Yeah. Shout out Katura, man. You know, like we talked about earlier, she's faced a lot of adversity. So and in this game as well, I think she's kind of been in this power struggle with with Bruce. A, a power struggle for sixth and seventh place, I might add, or seventh and eighth or whatever place they were. But she outlasted Bruce and now She's still outlasting, dude. Like, she's still here. I can't believe mm. she's still here. I wouldn't imagine Katura still being here. If you would have said that at the start of the season, episode three, no chance. So, I got Katura this week. That's yeah. a great point. And I think knowing what we know about Katura now, and just having that context, it speaks a lot more to the discomfort that Bruce caused, like, just in the way he speaks to people, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I would just, they should have given us that earlier. I think that maybe speaks to that she's not going to win, but... I think mm. it would have been nice context to have earlier. 
Well, I'll go with my outlast of the week, which, I mean, I'm going very literal for this one, is Julie. I mean, Julie would be going home. Whether or not we like – we talked about it earlier, whether or not we like what she's doing, yeah. um, she is still in the game. She and if she takes out D – in theory, if she was behind a D vote here and, a, I don't know, an Austin vote or a Drew vote, I think that she could make a run at it, really. Mm-hmm. I think a D vote might completely cripple her game, honestly, because her and D are so close. That might be. That I mean, like it D, might like I don't think like her bit of win. Like it. yeah, 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 yeah. Like she D would blow up her chances on the jury. You you think she could pull oh. up an Austin blindside? He doesn't yeah. play his idol, and she doesn't tell D. Oh my god! Well, it she can't because Austin's playing his idol at the next tribal, because it's the amulet that's only available at Shoot final dang. six. Yeah, shooting. Yeah, I can't believe he gave her the actual idol and not the amulet. So crazy, dude. Oh, all right. Um, my outlast, similar kind of in the same vein as Bryce. I have Jake. Just the they're avoiding the the guillotine or whatever you'd say. Jake had been in the spotlight for a couple of votes and just to kind of scooch off to the side. I think he and Katura both have really good shots at making it to the final three or at yeah. least to the final four and get into fire. Um. So they're they're doing their job. They yeah. probably won't win, but they're they're getting uh for their pay bump each each time they survive one more vote. Mm. This this might get you know this might get brought up at the end of the season, hot takes, bad takes type thing. But I was about to say, do you think it's a lock? Jake is the final three. I think it's almost a lock. Mm. I think it probably. I don't know. I don't. I yeah, but I would say one of Jake and Katura is a lock for sure. I don't know which one is more likely. I think they're yeah. pretty equal. I think just in terms of how much screen time Jake has gotten over Katura, I think I just think that they're buttering up a final three contestant that you have an. I could see that have something to say. I'm pretty sure it's Jake, which I'm not mad about. Good for Jake. The way you said that, I'm going to come at you a little bit. The way you said that made it seem like you read something somewhere that you weren't supposed to read. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. if it, there's an asterisk if you're right. No, that's that's amazing. That's amazing that it sounded like that because I that's just straight up Bryce thoughts. So I hope that's written somewhere. Yeah. I don't think that either of those guys are a lock, to be honest with you. That's fair. I think that I, I like I like one like Harv saying I like somebody other than a, a, Re, a Reba member being in there with them. So what are we on now? Out wit. Out play. Oh, I'll play of the week. I don't think I have one. I will go first on this one. I have uh, Julian D for outplaying Drew and Austin. They the Reba Alliance split up and went head to head this week, and the ladies won this battle mostly because of Austin's heart and inability to keep his, you know, whatever in his pants. But his idols, he, his idols in his pants, honestly. <laughs> but they they came out on top very impressively. Good to see the women come out on top. This is outwit of the week. Outplay. Outplay. Outplay of the week. Okay. Outplay of the week, I thought was clearly Katura because we had her have her huge moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where she was telling us all about her story and she did not share the fact that she was a lawyer. And I think that, that means <laughs> a lot to Katura. <laughs> she can share anything, but she's not sharing the fact that she's a lawyer. And so she's still locked in. 
she that's a really good point and she even was buttering up jake and saying you know i hope you know people really admire the work that you do and like really i thought about being a lawyer yeah i just i couldn't do it i'm not as i'm not as smart as you jake (laughs) i really thought she was just coming out with the the whole lawyer story in the moment when she was saying it i was like oh no here it comes but yeah i thought so too good take it's yeah um yeah did you have one, Bryce? Outplay? I, I don't have an outplay. No. All right. Outwit of the week. This one's just like, for me, this one's D. Even though, like, D just completely um, put together, like, showed us what she's been doing to Julie the entire season. She dogged her by um, telling her to her face Austin was her number one. Yeah. And mm. Julie still. Like it was that, like that's how much control D has over Julie, where she was still not willing to vote out Austin. One thing, yeah, very true. One thing we haven't talked about: Do we think D did the right thing by telling Julie for her game? Is D better off having Julie last another day and telling her about the plan, or would she have been better off getting Julie out of there? I think. I, I think, think that it would have come. I just think any Reva member getting a Reva member out right now is good for their game i would say i think that it would come back around to julie during at least final tribal or the next tribal council that d knew that julie was going home though and didn't say anything to her Mm -hmm. i think that that would get back to her a little bit and that would really impact the yeah as we we mentioned kind of the jury situation yeah the jury situation which once austin tells d he puts her in a spot yeah but if you can spin it and be like hey I, that was the best thing for my game. Like it's all about how you present it in the final tribal council. Yeah, the problem is though she didn't think of the plan, so she won't really get that much credit for it. She'll get all the negative blowback from Julie, but no one will be like, "Yeah, you did it, good job." Yeah, but if you could be like, "Listen, I had the chance to tell you this, and I decided not to because I thought it was the best for my game to get you out." Like, yeah. you know, I I'd be okay with that if I was Julie. Which brings me to my winner of the week. Talking about people that like were a part of the plan, the founding of Get Julie Out, the first Reba member to turn on Julie, Drew. Mm-hmm. And he's getting zero like he's the one that was willing to jump ship. When Austin and um and D were talking, he's like, Yeah, like I think that they're saying that they have the numbers. And she's like, Well, how can that be the case without you and I? And it's like Drew is just out here formulating the plan against Julie, and he doesn't look like he's gonna catch any of the flack for it yet. Mm. Yeah, dude, and I was going to say, D kind of, like, shafted Austin a little bit in the way that she told Julie about what went down. Like, she was like, yeah, everyone's against you. And that, like, mm-hmm. makes it sound like Austin and Drew are equally in on it. But it very much was more so Drew, it, it felt like, at least. Mm-hmm. But I will say, though, I Drew also lost a very, 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 very important ally in Emily. Um, yeah, she told which... him so much. She was... A, lo- a ton of information for him and always a good note i was kind of surprised that um that drew didn't want to go get d out and take out austin's kind of yeah but did he have to the solidify their that? relationship yeah i mean i think emily and katura and jake probably would have voted for d fair enough um yeah i think it's going to be come down to who does mama J blame for this who does she go at this next episode now that she is safe and played her idol and or played Austin's idol, but oh, I would love to see an immune. Would love to see an immunity win from Mama J. Oh, that'd be huge. 
the haters and the losers would be so down. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Dude, Bruce's idol, they didn't talk about it. Did We don't think it went back into circulation. Is it too late in the game? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it didn't. They didn't talk about it. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Well, did Sifu's idol end up getting... I don't think they found <laughs> I don't think they found that one ever. <laughs> Bruce found it. It was, it was the was second idol. Uh, all right. Well, we're on winners of the week. Mine was Katura for all the reasons we mentioned. I just thought she we finally got to know Katura and I loved it. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed that. And then mine's Jake. Just because the guy deserves a shout out. He's a he's a good guy. He's so. a sweetheart. Um, what was the say? What was the phrase that he said? I've upset the apple cart. Well, <laughs> he actually said apple cart. Apple cart. <laughs> Dude, so I asked, I asked a lot, like four or five of my friends that are born and raised in Boston. No one's ever heard of that phrase. I wasn't sure if it was a regional <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like a very common, like there's probably like a lot of different variations of that phrase. And like your family just says one and it's mm-hmm. not really a regional thing. Like, I don't even know what it, and a different example would be, but like, yeah. Don't, but what's know. the actual phrase? Do, is I have no, actual? I have no idea, but like, I, I don't know what it'd be. Okay, I, I'm I see. Totally. I thought maybe, that there was some. Yeah, maybe it's like a lawyer thing, and just no one on the beach understands oh. it. Yeah, <laughs> there aren't any other lawyers on the beach. <laughs> Katura, the one that he was, was like, "What are you talking yeah, about?" Saying it right to Katura. <laughs> Ooh, what if that was a test? What if it was only Ooh. lawyers were supposed to know? And Ooh. Katura and Jake are both locked in. That'd be so good. <laughs> They're just going um, back and forth. This whole time they've just been throwing things at each other. There's, there's a just, game of ch- there's a three D three D chess going on above our heads, and no one has any idea. Um, oh. Speaking of which, did you guys know that there's been Easter eggs in every single opening credit? Like, yeah, explain, explaining something that happened in the episode. Have you noticed or cared about a single one of them, Bryce? I skip them because it really pisses me off. Oh, <laughs> so I'm not the best person to answer that question. I looked and saw one, and then. I stopped trying to look after a while. Yeah, it was, and I feel like it, the Easter eggs are not like revealing anything exciting. The one for this episode was just the green rock that Emily drew to go on her journey. Oh. So you'd be like, okay, so I guess maybe they draw rocks for something. You could guess that, but you don't know what for. And yeah. it doesn't really, like it's not. Yeah, they did tribe buffs for the merge or when they yeah. tribe swapped and things like that. So yeah. Kind of clever. Michael hates it. Michael hates reading the episode title. Michael <laughs> watches every episode on two times speed. He doesn't even watch. The, he doesn't even watch Tribal. He just reads about it after through our text messages. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I think the less information the viewer has, the more free they are to make their own decisions about the players. Ooh, bars, dude. We should record a pod episode where we watch an episode of Survivor, like of the current season and one person doesn't watch it and then they have to just come on the pod and like bs their way through it and try to pretend like they know what's going on that'd be so good no one would but, like it wouldn't be good for the listener it'd be really fun for the three of us no one would like, really <laughs> like to listen to that but it's really for we, us it'd be hilarious. but we would all have to not not know who it was yeah somehow oh yeah like among us blind somehow. like a yeah. double blind uh, well it gets we yeah, starting next starting next season double blind every single one and there's gonna be like so like there's like six options it's like uh it's like a shot in the dark and there's a one in six chance you don't want get to watch the episode 
and then you, you just gotta gotta bs the pod Figure it out. i love that if someone calls you out on that. it we just kick you out of the zoom and you're just yeah. you're gone for the, ah that guy didn't watch the episode get him out of here <laughs> oh that'd be so good i think um, we can make that the, work the last thing the last thing i did want to say was uh, we did we, we started the season or the episode started talking about emily's growth i want to wrap it up Walking and looking at that challenge and deciding not to do it was 100% the right call. So it was the right call from a, like 100%. Like she wouldn't have gotten it. She would have lost her vote. But ah, dude, they just they weren't going to believe her no matter what. So she should have just tried like her vote ended up not mattering. And but she wouldn't have gotten it. So she would have felt stupid and would have not had a vote and would have felt like that's the reason she got home. So. I suppose are they more likely to believe that you do have a vote if you tell them that you lost your vote? Like what? imagine if you told them we lost. Imagine you being like, "Yep, I lost my vote." Like that, tell that being the story that you tell everyone, and then a couple of people close to you are like, "No, I'm just kidding. I do have my vote, even though you don't." That yeah, that that, they, could be, that could be wow. That could be powerful. The other thing was Emily shouldn't have gone on the journey. Like she just made a big move, and like she doesn't need a target. She didn't want to. Go. she could have that's the thing is they made the rock seem very deterministic maybe that's a word well <laughs> what it the the piece of paper said if you want to have an option to go on the journey draw a rock so she could have chosen oh. to not to not draw a rock mm. um but it's probably hard to like remove yourself from the group if everyone's doing it like they'd be like why don't you want to go on the journey that's suspicious yeah oh i could i could have sworn that i heard them say Okay, so do we just want to draw rocks? I thought they were saying, like, does anyone really want to go? Then you can go. That was not the case. It was if there's only one person that wants to go, they get to go. If more than one person wants to go, then we draw rocks. And it's like, you have to draw rocks. I see. Yeah. But I uh, I don't so, know. It was tough. Dude, and uh, that that puzzle was the same one that they had for Sweat versus Savvy at the start of the no season. No one could get it. No one could well, get it. So that was what I, that is what I was going to say was that if you guys were looking at Survivor Twitter, Carson posted the solution. Of course he did. Okay. And he said that he, but he also said that he would not have gotten it. And what yes. I learned listening to Tyson's podcast is someone on his pod looked up a YouTube video like explaining the order you're supposed to do it in. Oh, so she, complex. She said she watched it a couple times and couldn't understand it and then looked in the comments and everyone's like, I still don't get this. Like, I watched this however many times and I still don't understand what I need to do. It was, um, um yeah, Car- Carson was, Carson said that he would have been in, in major trouble. He posted a video of it. If you guys want to see it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I might go check that out. So I'm, I'm in the minority saying that I probably would have tried it and I think I would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> i just love it though sure. yeah <laughs> just want to make sure no i think boston rob also probably was in that camp <laughs> you and boston rob oh yeah we're definitely actually that. i would be i'd be very curious because i bet you austin would have tried it because that dude is confident yeah but well, that's yeah, an I, nba student dude he's definitely yeah, his his business not a typical looking would, NBA yeah. student either. <laughs> would be embarrassed if he didn't get that and then he, oh, he would give that give the idol the d and it'll all be good oh dude spread the wealth what if he plays his idol for d next challenge or next tribal because someone tells him that she's gonna go home and then they vote him out and said oh i would buy into the showmance at that point yeah. that would be some romeo and juliet i would book their honeymoon for them 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say not I didn't pay. Just just make just book it. Brother. Yeah, just... <laughs> I'd hop on the, on the call. I come to Snoqualmie, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful out here this time of year. Uh, Austin's playing smart though because he's gonna get a million dollars, but just not have to deal with the headache of you know the press tour and all that like D is. So mm-hmm. he's just gonna sit on mm-hmm. his butt and be a stay at home dad, and it'll be perfect. And then Austin comes back and wins it himself. What if they were giving away like gen like they were giving away like a billion dollars instead? How how nuts? How much more crazy do you think this game would be, or do you think it'd play out exactly the same? Mm. They heard like, a, bill, like a billion. There would be different people on there, and it would be people that are like rigging it so that they get on there. It would like be the Kardashians or something, or like <laughs> politicians' kids. They're like, yeah, you have to take my kid, and like he's gonna go win this or some shit. Okay, so we're not even we're not even gonna entertain it. Is what I'm hearing. I no. mean, <laughs> do you think that they would play the game harder or they would be more like it would just be an absolute shit show? Or do you think it'd yeah. be exactly the same temper? You're temper right. It would be a, it would be a shit show. It would be crazy. They I would sh- do a lot of things for a million dollars. I mm. things that I would do for one billion dollars, though. For real. They should up the price, though, or the, the winnings. Like it's been a million dollars since nine, like 2000. Yeah, that's, up I mean, it. Let's let's give the people what they want. Especially the inflation. Yeah, inflation. It's worth nothing now. This is basically just, you know, this is like my hourly wage that they're playing for. (laughs) (laughs) Bryce making a few dollars. Um and then I think that we should take a take a break. No one should choose the winner of the week. I think that we've been doing that a few times for the last or not winner of the week, like our future Yeah winner's pick i think that we should sit tight with next episode and go make our final winner's picks after next episode before the cool. final five yeah yes. i agree unless something crazy great. happens i think mine is going to stay the same how how long is that final episode is uh, it three hours it's probably going to be three hours total including the reunion two hours for i'll the be really app. proud of us if we get that podcast out on time so that's a christmas podcast I love that. Yeah, it's we do. We, we do kind of. Yeah, we're going to have some tough recording schedules over the next couple of weeks. Secret Santa. We'll, we'll, we'll do it for the listeners. Yeah, though. I'm a, I will draw myself and get myself a, a foot bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that. Love that. All righty. Well, love to the children. Peace. Yeah.